0: No matter how no matter how high tech, highfalutin, lazy, or foo-foo America gets, we will never stop hunting and fishing. This is the Hunting Quest. Hunting quest. We take one hour of every week and talk about our favorite things in the world. Hunting, hunting and fishing. And fishing. You'll get tips and help on the fishing environment locally in the DMV area. Plus, we're going to have fun along the way. This is The Hunting Quest. And now your host, Mike Tippin and Bennett Malin.
1: Woo! I don't know if y'all heard me start the intro twice, but the, uh, the first time I started it, I didn't have the soundboard to where I could hear the audio coming from that. <laughs> so I stopped <laughs> it, started it again. And I was like, what the hell is going on with this thing? So I turned the volume up more. Like, Damn, dude, I still can't hear it. And I was like, oh, I need to hit that button. Smacked it. Dude, I just blew my eardrums out. So I'm going to be <laughs> half deaf for this entire episode, but we'll be it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> it just means you won't hear
2: tomorrow when we're duck hunting either, so.
1: Hey, that's fine. I'm not going to be able to hear anyway. You and Doug are blowing my eardrums out. We'll be yeah, all right. Okay. That's, that's the guide life. It's fine. Yep. There you go. So, there you another go. Another Friday. Mike, how you doing?
2: Man, if I was any better, there'd be two of me.
1: Oh, that's that's good, I guess. I don't know if the world yeah. could handle two of you. God no, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be bad news for everybody.
2: Yeah, no. It's it's been a it's been a good week. Um, we uh we got to take off a couple of weeks, um, kind of rejuvenate, refresh, you know. But uh, now we're back at it, and I'm really really excited for our uh, for this uh, for this guest.
1: Yeah, so tonight we have Ed the Diver and Silent Jay. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, guys. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, what the heck? What the hell?
3: Little technical difficulties there.
1: What in the <laughs> heck is going on here? I don't know, but you died off. Dude, I know. I've just got a black screen on my end. Uh, well, we're still here, so (laughs) everyone's still here. Yeah, I just don't know what the hell is happening. That's okay. Are we still alive?
2: (laughs) We'll find out. Uh, yeah, anyway. So, even if we're not, you got it recorded. So, um, but fellas, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. I've uh, I look forward to all of the you know, all of these, all these different um podcast but uh and i i've been you know i've been kind of following you for a while um and and silent jay um you all you all do some pretty pretty impressive stuff Uh, and and what i mean by that is obviously i'm a diver um i used to be be an instructor and um and i kind of came across your page one day and i saw you kind of picking up and cleaning up stuff and i'm like what's this guy about (laughs) and and ever since then it was kind of you know kind of got hooked so we you know i wanted to reach out to you and and see and and you all were you know gracious enough to to come on so um first thanks for coming on but uh secondly you got to tell me how how did this whole thing how did you get into the idea of hey i'm going to go out and clean up
3: well i think a lot of a lot of guys that fish they have the idea once they lose their lure and i've had i've heard it from many other fishermen say I'm gonna go back in there when it warms up. I'm gonna grab my lures. Yep. <laughs> but I was taking my kids fishing, kind of how it started. Taking my kids fishing, I was losing my lures. They are losing my lures. Pretty soon, you look back at your tackle box, tackle tray, nothing left in there really. So it's like I finally did it. Like I love to swim. I love you know, love getting in the water and, and explore. But uh, just got a cheap mask. As soon, as soon as it warmed up, got a cheap mask, got in the water, started grabbing a couple of lures and then it just kind of kept snowballing, you know, getting more and more lures filling up a board, a boogie board and putting a basket on it, collecting trash. And then I got scuba certified and just blew up after that. So
2: and and Jay, you 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 do this with him. How did he rope you into this? <laughs> it was uh, I, I was doing the same thing
4: after I after I seen him do it. Uh I decided we, me and my me and my son just uh put a, a mat, regular mask on and just dive under the water and uh, we uh, he said it'd be much much safer if you got a tank and got scuba certified that way you' could, you're, if you get stuck on the bottom or you get hooks in your fingers you're not going to get stuck down there and you won't you won't drown you'll have more time to free yourself so he he kind of talked me into it and so me and my son both got certified at the same time too Awesome. how old your son My son is 16. Awesome.
3: good deal. Definitely. And they pretty much paid off all their gear just from selling lures.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy that y'all find that many. I mean, how do you? I don't want I don't want you to give away trade secrets or nothing, but like, you just no grab a bank and swim along the bank and start finding them, or do you go after like specific areas or?
3: No, where everybody, okay, well, up here, it's, there's walleye, walleye run. Um, so the Menominee River, Fox River, the Wolf River, there's so many rivers coming out of the bay that those walleyes are coming up to the first dam. So there's guys congregated shoulder to shoulder uh, on those first dams. There's boats everywhere. So anywhere um, there's logs, rocks, um, any kind of structure, they're going to lose lures. And uh, what's hard for other scuba divers to believe um, that are, like, the dive uh, salt water all the time. They see me pulling all these fresh lures out from the wall I run and they're like, no, this is f- it fake. It's all staged. There's no way <laughs> to hook will be on there. Still. They don't understand the, when I'm diving, the water's still 33, 36 degrees. Oh. The, it's, it's fresh water. So all, all those hooks are staying clean or staying fresh still. And, um, it's just, I had to try to persuade so many other divers and it's kind of frustrating, but, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, it, that's how it is up here. And, uh, They've seen me pull a big pile, but I'm actually, most of the time, just throwing them in a basket a couple at a time, you get a line you're throwing in there, and then you all mix together with a line of lures. And they come out as one big ball in the end.
2: So uh, I guess we should have prefaced this conversation with you're in, where, where are you located? What state are you located in?
3: Uh, right on the border of uh, Marinette, Wisconsin, and Manama, <laughs> Michigan. There's a river that separates us. So you've got the two towns, two kind of like 10,000, 11,000, Sounds yeah yeah, cities so yeah and then we got a lot of people that work come out up here to work at Marinette Marine so it's a lot of people up here from all over the U.S. and they love to fish and they uh, they come
4: from everywhere to fish the Menominee River during the walleye run you get people from Illinois Milwaukee uh Minnesota different different places they just come here to fish
2: so what you're saying is it's freaking cold there
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I got I've got Renaud's syndrome in my hands and my feet, and no I no way I hate ice fishing now. But I can still get in the water with my gear on. And, you know, my hands are frozen within five minutes; my they're numb. My feet oh. stay in there for forty-five minutes an hour, and I'll do my thing, and then just get out. and Hopefully, after an hour or two, my hands won't be
1: white anymore. I oh,
3: said so that was
1: going to be my next question: Is there a way to stay warm, or doesn't sound like it?
3: Thicker gear, have oh, yeah, thick. <laughs> we wheel- suits though, um, dry suits will keep you dry. Um, you wear your you wear like sweatpants and sweaters underneath them, but I still do wetsuits. Um, so you take your wetsuit, the water will slowly soak in. It'll hit your skin, you can feel it. Then you just endure it, and then it kind of starts to warm it up back up. And then you just get back to work, swimming the current. Um, I, I wear extra 20 extra pounds of lead in the springtime to keep me down in the current. And then so you're constantly kicking, you're grabbing, you're pulling, you're going up and down and you're you stay your body stays warm but your extremities yeah. don't so you're
2: you're a wetsuit diver jay mm. are you a are you a dry suit guy no i'm a wetsuit you too, both of you no oh, no, I, <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I went i went both so
3: that's how you beat the competition because there's more and more people doing it now they see what i'm doing on my channels and they want to get in on it so they don't <laughs> and so early after <laughs> yeah. february 16th in the fox river uh, just an hour south here, the water's flowing from the south coming into the bay and uh that's i got into february 16th and started hammering the lures mm, that's insane
1: yeah it doesn't sound fun i'm gonna be honest That's <laughs> freezing <laughs>
2: i've dove in some cold water um and and i've 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 and, and honestly, you know, it has its perks, right? It there's there's a level of clarity and all that other stuff, but you know what, fellas, I'm I'm not that's not for me. <laughs> I will I will take a nice warm, you know, 76, 86 degree water, you know, in, in Pensacola Beach or wherever. And no, I'm not doing that. So
3: pork pickings dive around there
2: absolutely absolutely <laughs> that's my very first training dive ever was Fort Pickens. so yeah 50, uh, 55 degree and warmer water then
3: i'll
4: go without a wetsuit oh uh, nope,
3: <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, we were just in madison wisconsin and i'm like dude you want to wear a hood i got gloves for you I'm, no i'm good i'm good i mean he lasted and then you know we found a bunch of trash and old bottles and stuff and seen a lot of walleye underwater so it's pretty cool man
2: that's too cool <laughs> so like your typical dives like you get out there obviously you find your spots that you're gonna dive and uh you know you're or you know and, and we kind of talked a little bit about this beforehand but you know you you get your little you get your spots and you're gonna go you know was the idea first to get out there and start cleaning stuff up or was it um you know more of a hey i'm getting my lures back damn
3: it <laughs> so yeah, the first the first idea was get my lures back yeah but- After starting to go underwater uh, and seeing more and more trash, like old cans, um, plastic, uh, bottles, glass, I'm like, hey, man, I got to figure out how how to pick this up, too. Because, like, when I started, it was just a flat boogie board. I'd hook all the lures up there, stack them up so they wouldn't fall off. But then I was like, well, where do I put the trash? So then I put a basket on my board, and I could throw the lures in there and the trash. And then uh, I graduated to a kayak. Where I can just load bicycles, tires, signs, all kinds of stuff in there, and it just, just accelerated from there. Man, anchors—27 anchors in one dive like last year. Whoa! <laughs>
2: wow! Holy smokes! And
3: <laughs> on them, so everybody snag our rope. So with on that rope, it gets hooked. Everybody's get they can't lift the anchor up because it's stuck on, under a rock and it's stuck down there. So then it, it's just a bad cycle. Yeah. Well,
2: bad for somebody, not for you, though.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I got 105 acres in the backyard right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, so you decide, all right, you know, you're going to get into this. And, you know, I've, I follow you. I, I, you know, I I think I said that before, but um, you put out some really, you know, put out some really good content, but you're unique in the sense that, uh, you know, you're going back and you're, you know, Both of you, you know, I've, I've seen the videos where you're untangling stuff, you know, and you're, you know, getting the, you know, getting this out, getting that out, you know, and, um, but how, how did the whole, you know, how did the idea come about to, well, now that you've collected these things, you started selling them, right. Um, and you've made a
3: pretty good success off of this, um, during the summer it's pretty slow during the springtime for about you know 4 or 5 months period um like from now people start ordering across the US for all their fishing and things going on and then it'll kind of die off by uh, beginning of April so then then we turn to bottles frisbee golf discs and but I mean, we're still collecting lures and picking up trash but there's more markets that we just found this year so yeah underwater salvage
2: <laughs> yeah um there's a that's a whole nother conversation we could have for a different day, for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, that's where I was going to go is, you know, I've, I've seen some of your stuff now. You've kind of ventured out of that. You know, both of you have gotten into, I think, yeah, both of you have gotten into, you know, more doing, you know, or at least finding cell phones and car keys and, you yep. know, things like that is, um Was that the original plan or is this just,
3: you know, you know. That- That turned into like, it started out with the lures and I started a business. I was working full-time still my other, my, I was a, uh, electrician, underground utility operator and stuff. And, but I started my business saying, okay, I can do recoveries. You know, people drop stuff in the water. They can give me a call. I'll go get their keys, their phones, uh, whatever they drop. So I, I built up doing that. I was doing live shows, giving away free tackle trees, lures. really built up my TikTok to like 130,000 followers almost now. Goodness. My other channel is kind of following slowly after, but um, it just, there's just so much stuff to do. And then environmentally, it's just crazy, like the difference you can make, but then every year it just gets built back up with the fishing line, the lures, with the trash that people throw in when they're fishing, um, or if they just lose phones off the catwalk or wherever they're at, Um, you just, it's just a repeat cycle and it's, it's, you can make a living off it. That's (laughs) crazy.
2: I mean, that's awesome it really is um i i just i i'm looking at this and i'm like man how how cool how cool is it you know that you've got that capability to do it but more importantly uh, you know um i was i really you know i kind of had it in my head how much trash do you think you've pulled up on average
3: oh a lot a lot I, it's hard to think of, like we just had a dumpster come this year filled it up got out of here now i'm almost ready for another dumpster i got so much stuff.
4: about 15 20 yard dumpster. Yeah.
3: Oh, God. Yeah.
4: Jesus, that's a lot, of, a lot of trash.
3: It's like it's hard for me. Like after a dive, I'll, I'll load everything in my truck. Sometimes I'll, I'll call the municipality of a city or say, Hey, I'm at the diver. Can you, I was diving here. Can you come like come pick all this trash up? And they do it now, and it's like awesome. That's cool. We're working together. Mm-hmm. But us, I, I used to like just bring everything home cans, bottles, glass, and it was just everything was stacking up here in my backyard in the city here so i feel sorry for my neighbors (laughs) (laughs) but but it's like then when it gets hot out then it stinks you know zebra mussels rotting and stuff like that oh yeah no not good fish in there but it's just like uh i'm trying to i'm trying to like um be more effective at get rid of it not bringing it home because it's it's hard to get rid of once i get it here yeah
2: for sure for sure now, do you find that the, that the, uh, municipalities are obviously, you know, you've got the, the connection with them and, and, and all of that, how hard was it to kind of, I mean, was that existent or did you have to get your name out there before that ever took, kind
3: of took place? Kind of had to get my name out there. And uh, once people started watching my videos and I would start announcing, Hey, I'm going to this town, going to this town to dive. And then like they start showing up there during the dives, you know, the park, the park workers or the. Um, whatever city workers would show up, and they'd be watching and see what we pull out. Then after we're done, they'd be like, "Hey, call the back over here. We're gonna load that thing up and get rid of all this trash for them. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> From throwing it in the in vehicles, bicycles, especially, you know, they get so sharp and rusty, and they, you know, when you're throwing them around, you cut yourself. And
4: it's hard to get six or seven bikes in the back of a pickup truck that are all rusted. Yeah.
3: Whoa! <laughs> how many
2: bikes? I,
3: depends, you know, sometimes you can find six or seven, but, you know, four or five, <laughs> but then there's tires and there's other randoms, big things, rims, rims uh, yeah.
4: We found, uh, Drills. up in, uh, what was that,
3: uh, it's Aurora or Michigan? The safe, yeah. you know, you find all kinds oh, of where stuff. where you found the handcuffs. Well, oh, the, a ha- uh, Rhinelander. Rhinelander. Yeah. There was,
4: there was a bunch of old, there was a, actually, a uh, automotive shop there. And we found a bunch of old rotors there that, from the brakes, they were thrown in the water there. We probably found about 15, 20 of them sitting yeah. in the river.
3: And the kayak was already loaded up full of stuff, so we couldn't throw those heavy metal in. We, here, we but... couldn't.
4: We couldn't get the semi tire that was down there because the thing probably weighed about four hundred pounds. Both of us tried, and we couldn't move it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
2: Wow!
4: You'd be amazed what you find down there. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, I... that's insane.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. That's, that's crazy. So, question I have: All those lures on the wall behind you—are those all mm-hmm. ones that y'all found out of the rivers?
3: So I'd say about half of the musky lures are ones we found. I'm a kind of a schmuck. I still buy lures, like for decoration. Uh, I buy ones off of Amazon, these big monster ones for decoration. But actually, more than half of them are ones we found. And then we have got a bunch more over there. Um, we had a probably a couple more thousand outside um, in our in our sail camper. Um, we got thousands of jigs. We got uh, thousands of bad lures, like probably ten thousand bad ones down in the basement that we want to recycle, melt all lead, and turn them into something else. So, they're everywhere. <laughs> it sounds
1: like yeah. they would be.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you mentioned that you have uh, you have your know, family and all of that stuff. Um, what do they think about that?
1: Well, I've
3: mean- well, a daughter. She'll be eighteen in two months or two three months. January. So, uh, it's like, I'm, I raised my kids and, um, I can do, just do me. And, um, I don't know how long she plans to stay here, but I'll still, you know, try to support her the best I can. But my house is now like my business, my headquarters and like my living room has lures, all kinds of stuff. My dining room is my studio. This is my dining room, my office, kitchen, scrubbing bottles, scrubbing lures. Um, I got my dive den here. I've got this is going to be office space shortly, but it's full of Frisbee golf disc and hundreds of sunglasses. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: awesome. Oh, my God. Oh. My basement.
3: Yeah, the basement is my uh, painting area. Um, I want to get into melting lead, but that'll be outside, not in the house. Uh, A.k.a. lead storage. <laughs> 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 but uh, now I graduate to a single bed in my basement and just... Clothes, my bed, I'm good. I'm just to sleep because I'm working all the time.
2: That's key to success right there. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. So, uh, Jay, is your house the same way? I mean, no. You- <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> I keep it over
4: here. Yeah, <laughs> I hope
3: yeah. yeah, he wants to see, he's like, oh, can I leave this here? Can I leave this here? And I'm like, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we have hundreds of antique bottles in here. I was scrubbing a couple today. Got a couple more bins of, you know, antique bottles. Everybody wants to buy them, all these collectors. But I don't have time to manage them, figure out prices, ship them out. Like right now, we're just doing Frisbee golf discs and fishing lures. But it's a huge market, though, antique bottles. And it just kind of boggles my mind. Like everybody wants something. You just don't have time to get into them.
2: That's crazy. I mean, I I don't know. I, I, just, I, I didn't. Until you said that, I guess I never realized there was a market for antique bottles, but, um, I, you know, now, but, but if you think about it, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've walked into a couple of antique stores and you see the old school milk, you know, you know, the old school milk bottles and stuff like that. I, 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 I get it now. These also let have beer bottles
4: from the, from the early 1900s. You know, we had local breweries that ain't open no more that were open back then. So it's, uh, People yep. want that stuff. Whiskey
3: jugs, all kinds of stuff.
2: That's crazy.
3: It's absolutely cool. <laughs> crazy. You got to get back in the water, man. Come up here and do a dive.
2: Uh, I, <laughs> I won't say no. I won't say no. Um, but it can't be in January. It's not. You <laughs> warm, warm time.
4: I think
3: August, September is a, is a pretty good time. The water is still about 65. Uh, probably September. Uh, but now it's probably down like forty eight fifty. Yeah. Yeah. A little chilly. Yeah.
2: Cold. No, that's cold. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't lie. That's, that's cold. That's cold. <laughs> um, I'd love to though. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, but honestly, I, I, I like, you know, I like Wisconsin. Um, there's phenomenal fish in there and oh, yeah. I'm a big fisherman. I, I like to hunt. Um. But I mean, fishing, if you told me, Hey, you can either hunt or you can fish, but you can't do both. Which one's it going to be? I'm I'm going to go fishing. Um, that's, yeah, that's kind of my thing. And, and, uh, Benny's a little bit different. You know, if you told him, Hey, you know, you're going to hunt or your fish, you know, he's going to be hunting. I guarantee you it's uh, mm-hmm. going after those ducks, but, um, I'd, I'd be down for it. I will, we'll have to, we'll work the, we'll work out those details for sure.
3: Or <clears> you can and you can get you can get all the lures you can spear if you're underwater spearing i i don't do that but uh, you you do all kinds of stuff
1: yeah i, mean, I just i can't imagine how cold that must be i mean i'm what? like i'm still thinking like <laughs> when did we duck hunt 2 weeks ago yeah and that water in that creeks probably 65 <laughs> easy that's warm oh For yeah it's that, yeah that water's warm <laughs> compared to what y'all are walking in i walked out there in sweatpants and a pair of waders so i'm completely dry the entire time I get like uh, waist deep, and I'm like, "Oh, this is, this is cold. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that I want to be in here anymore. I'm going to get back to the blind kind of quick. Yeah. It's that's, uh, you're pretty lucky
3: to have that warm water. That's for sure.
1: <clears throat> so we, we were,
2: you know, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the question here that, um, so you get out there, you start this business and it's been hugely successful. Um, and unfortunately, um, I can't, I, I don't, I, I'm not allowed to do TikTok because, um, of who I work for, but, um, or else, you know, but I'm fortunate enough that you're on a social media platform that I can do, you know, that I can watch and, and, uh, you provide a a lot of really cool insight, a lot of good, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of, you know, just really neat stuff, but you, you find some amazing things, you know, you talked about, you know, there's a, you know, semi-truck tire down there and anchors and stuff but so what's the weirdest what what's the strangest thing you found
1: okay well oh. hey get <laughs> <laughs> show and tell time <laughs> all right
3: well so like jason mentioned earlier you got some hand <laughs> um these are nice finish handcuffs i've got a pair of these from my law enforcement uh training days A degree in law enforcement hard drives. This is the fourth one I found. I returned three of them to a guy and uh, never told me it was on them really, but I uh, got them back to him. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, right here, Model 94 uh, Winchester from 1941 wrapped in plastic and electrical tape. Still got the Still got the tag on it from the evidence tag here from the Sheriff's Department. Got her back. They couldn't find any crimes committed with it, so... Cool to get that back a trophy hey, bb gun handguns they look like real but they're not real um drug paraphernalia with no drugs in it of course um all kinds of stuff
4: triple x dvds imagine <laughs> that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh lord
1: <laughs> these
3: are all bad dvds that someone decided were Polluting their minds and threw in the river. So wow, yeah. <laughs> holy smokes! All
2: right, Jason, what have you found? What's your weirdest thing that you found? Um, I've
4: gotten a lot of different, a lot of different stuff. I don't think anything's really weird, other than finding a lot of DVDs like he, like Ed did. But uh
2: <sighs> I can't imagine that.
3: I really <laughs> can't imagine. No no prosthetic legs or anything yet. Huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> so no. you some
4: creepy looking things. Uh the the last the dive we did near uh near Milwaukee or uh Madison, I saw like a, it looked like a piece of cooked ham and it was like nasty looking oh, yeah. underwater. It, it was like gross and was just floating there.
3: I don't know what that was. That was gross oh no
2: I don't think you want to know
4: either
3: Mm-mm. I
2: don't want to know what the hell <laughs> it was
3: there, but it, it was nasty and then uh, mostly um when we were doing this uh dive in Fond du Lac Wisconsin at a water park um the the local sheriff's department was there doing a dive before us and uh there was a uh, a mannequin like tied up, oh. up. Uh, I was not expecting it and so I swam up on it and seated it and right a female mannequin I was like oh so kind of surprised me that i started laughing and stuff when i seen the folded and stuff and but, that's
2: the worst too when you crack that big smile and and yeah. uh and the water just starts going in your mask <laughs> <laughs> yep
3: but i gotta edit the footage on that so it doesn't show too much but it, it's still funny funny watching it and seeing it
2: so what obviously you get into this you know and and you find some of these amazing things and you've you've you know ventured out into different areas of recovery salvage recovery and things like that and then um and you know you're making a good living off of it but what 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 was it that made you decide hey look you know i can start filming this stuff or i can start videoing this stuff what you know what was the what was the drive there to really kind of set that on fire
3: that was uh i started i only had facebook years back and um i would show all the lures on my back uh porch i would clean them all up or not clean them up i would separate them and say hey i found this many of this kind, this many, this kind, and I didn't know all the names of lures. I'm just a basic, I was a basic fisherman using certain lures. So I was stating the name of some of the lures wrong. I didn't know there was Berkeley, Rapala. I don't know. There was like um, all these different uh, companies that are around here. So like, and people started correcting me and then someone said, Hey, why don't you uh, get a camera and show us what's underwater?" So then I, I did uh, a couple hundred bucks for a GoPro and then the mount. And then, uh, so then I started edit, learning how to edit videos. And uh, it just blew up from there, and started more channels, posting longer videos on YouTube, shorter videos on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, um, and then just uh, started getting people contacted me from all over, companies, all these, all these normal people, uh, just guys like you and I, and it just uh, blew up. And then people want you to advertise for them; they want you to wear their products, like this here tonight. One of them. <laughs> and then, uh,
2: what is it? You got a, you got your gold chain in the way.
3: Uh, this this is my gold chain. I got it from the Green Bay Packer game, uh, Lambeau Field. Oh, i was really
1: hoping you found it underwater.
3: Just <laughs> the lure on it. <laughs> and then um, so I got Wist Camel here. Uh, he's got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I think it's sit, sit camel or sitartcamel.com. Uh, but he sent me a bunch of shirts and stuff. I love wearing them. Uh, hats, stickers, really cool design that he's got going on. And I work with another another camouflage company. Hide camouflage and, uh, you know, line cutters, they, they make tools for cutting line really easy. You can have it in your boat and you're, when you're fishing everything like that. But then there's so many I have said no to also, cause I used to just do the product, get a free product. But now there's so many, I'm like, okay, I can do this. It's gonna take me five hours to edit it or to do everything, six hours and I gotta upload it and it costs you this much. Oh, we're not gonna pay that. Like, well, I don't have time. So, <laughs> yeah they don't send me free stuff and it's not going to work out for you. Yeah.
2: Well, it's good to, it's good to be in that position, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, you know, you kind of go down that same path and, you know, you've got these folks and you've got this social media platform and you've developed it into what it is. And, um, you know, w- where do you go from here? What's the, what's the next step?
3: TV show. We got that in the, in the works right now. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So oh. we're, yeah, we already did a TV show. I uh, did two episodes with uh, a producer, Bill Shirk out of Minnesota. He's got like four or five outdoor channels on a bunch of different networks. They came out here, did a show to do one episode, but it ended up turning into two episodes because they got so much going on here. And then, um, right after that, you got a producer, got to hold of me that, um, I can't really say too much, but, uh, he wants to do a whole season. Hopefully it'll turn into multiple seasons. So they uh, they put they put a teaser together, some of my, my footage from YouTube, and uh, they they had a bunch of meetings. They're shooting out the different networks to see who pick us up. Um, so that's in the process, and it's kind of hard waiting for so long, but it's it'll be worth the wait. We know some cool cool's coming up. We're gonna keep doing what we're
1: doing right now.
2: That's cool. And and Jay, you're you're you know, uh, you're cool with this, I guess, right? I mean, you don't say a whole lot. No, I
3: don't think I don't. <laughs> so long for the cool ride. You know, so. No, it's cool. It's cool Like, cool to share something with a guy that has the same interests as me. Um, he's kind of like my older brother, uh, but we're good buds and stuff. And we, we help each other a lot here, the business, um, clean up the waterways, doing all the lures, everything like that. And, you know, he's there to keep my head on straight too and hold me accountable. So that's good. Yeah. That's your dad, buddy. Maybe. Yeah.
2: A dude's going to save your life, you know, hopefully he never has to, but if you did, you yeah. know, he's going to, um, CPR
3: someday yeah.
2: <laughs> mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny because I've, I've gotten to dive, um, with so many different people and, and teach people and, and, um, and you know, the, the whole, the whole aspect of it. And, you know, I, I tell people my, my, my best dive buddy on the planet is my, my wife. I mean, hands down. Um, And it's really cool because when you dive with somebody and maybe, you know, maybe you have this, maybe you don't, I don't know. But if you, if you have somebody with you and you just dive with them enough, you know that they're going to be top, right, bottom left. They're going to be somewhere, you know, exactly where they're going to be when you've, (laughs) when you've done it enough. And, and, and you just kind of look, okay, you know, they're, they're there. And, you start to move and they're they're doing their thing and you just it's it's really really neat it's a good dance you know it's the way i kind of call it so
3: yeah it is but a lot of the stuff that we do the low vis and the rivers and the yeah dirt, you can't be right there for your for your partner so your dive buddy so you just come up if you had an issue
4: something's we're, failing we're generally within 25 to 30 feet of each other most
3: of the time yeah yeah but we just know that hey you can't you can't just depend on them too much. You got to have your own escape plan. You got to have two. we have tools on us all the time, pliers, knives, scissors, um, backups. So we got the tools. We're not just going on there, just being, being foolish or anything. And I think that's important.
2: That's, yeah. that's the part that's really, really important is that people understand if you're going to go do this, go get the training, you know, yeah. go, go to put on
3: there. proper team. functioning gear. Yes. Yes.
2: Spend the money on good gear.
3: And you got later, that's not when cold water, if, if something happens, it starts free flowing because of the cold water, then, you know, you're going to have issues. So You got to have better gear to to pre- uh, prevent that.
2: Yep. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, I, I guess that's kind of the big thing that we need to make sure that we're real clear is, you know, obviously what you do is, is, is valuable. It's a really new, you know, really cool resource uh, that you go in and, and you, you know, recover the stuff that you recover. Uh, you clean up after yourself and, and you, you know, and other people. But mm-hmm. you do that because you've gotten certified. You've gotten the technical capabilities. You've got a lot of dives under your belt. You know how to do this stuff, um, and that's the important part. You know, people need to reach out to a, a really good dive shop. You know, I, I everybody's got one. You know, I I can tell you. You know, Blue Water Scuba is my go-to, right? But so you got one too, right?
3: Yeah, Eminem um, M&M diving in Menominee, Michigan. Just we're in Marinette, Wisconsin, right across the river is Menominee, Michigan. So it's only a five minute drive um, and Bob Berg, my instructor, Bill Becker, another instructor, instructor, but uh, they kind of, they got me all certified and stuff and, you know, told me a lot of stories they, like, Hey, you know, we had buddies that did this and this, they're dead. So like, they kind of tell you, like, you, got, you can't be foolish. You got to be smart. Don't be in a river when there's ice downriver. If something happens and you get pushed under the ice, you're not coming out alive so I mean, they, they tell you real life stories and um they want you to be safe go home every night yeah
2: uh, Jay, you went through the same same group yeah i went i went to the same dive instructor yeah good deal good deal and you you're 16 year old obviously you all did that and yeah, same know. instructor um... same and we basically did our our uh
4: dives in the local waters where we where we were so kind of knew where we were at and everything else so it it worked out pretty good
2: that's awesome that's really cool um benny you're sitting over you haven't talked much and i've been doing a lot of talking so (laughs) what's going on so what
1: is what is a a certification like that what is it you know how many course hours is it what are you doing I'm assuming there's a practical portion of actually diving and some classroom work and stuff like that. What does it take to get certified? The
4: the, cl- the classroom is uh, basically what you do is uh, you have bo- a book with a DVD, you bring that home and you go through that and there's going to be question there's going to be a te- uh, a written test at the end. But uh, you want to go through that get yourself pre-knowledge before you go there. Then the, then we we do two closed water dives, which is in a in a pool that's in a, it's like a, like your YMCA or whatever. You're in a pool, you go down there, you do different drills where you, uh, you learn how to take, take, uh, the octopus from your partner and breathe off of theirs. You, you signal that you're out of air. So he comes over and swims next to you and you come back to the, you do a bunch of drills like that. And then, uh, after that, you do four open water dives where you're, you're in a bigger area where you're just out in, every Flory
1: or river, uh, like a river or,
4: or our local bay or whatever, and you, they take you down. And you you try to do uh, compass readings to try to bring you back to a certain point, and we're we uh, within about uh, a foot and a half of our compass readings when we went down. That's so, awesome. And after, <laughs> after that, you take a written test, and yeah, you, you, you pass it, and then they uh, they uh, mail you your uh, patty certification okay. card. Yep pretty cool that's pretty
2: cool. that's yeah. really
3: cool is that how do you how was it for you uh mike
2: so um i started when i was really really young um there was a program that was offered through our ymca and mm-hmm. um uh it was now at the time before patty had kind of come around and uh now he had sponsored stuff through ymca and and uh so i took the class and um i was like hey you know i'm gonna go do this and it was it was a lot Different because I think I was maybe fourteen at the time, you know. Okay. And uh, there was so many different things. Diving, diving's changed a lot since then. <laughs> I'm a lot older than what I was, um, and so a lot of things change. But the laws don't, right? You know, you you. Um, but I learned a lot, and I went through the class, and I did my open water. I did my my close waters in in uh, in a pool, Olympic size pool. Great time. Yep. Um, had two uh, got hot, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, what's really funny is like my open water dives, you know, most people go to a quarry or they, you know, they do a beach dive or something like that. And, um, our instructors were, they said, we're going to throw you right at it. And they took us to Panama city. And, um, I mean, to, to Pensacola beach. And we were at uh, Fort Pickens for my, uh, my checkout dive. And if, if you've never dove fort pickens um there's a current right there on that jetty that is just wicked um so it makes for makes for a real interesting checkout dive you know open water dive for sure um for a a a brand new diver and our instructors were good enough that they knew that we were and they had our backs you know they, they they were phenomenal folks and uh uh you know we got out in this rough stuff and and as a 14-year-old kid, you just don't know any different. But you see some of these other, you know, grown-ups that are sitting here and they're looking around, they're like, this is not cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just too dumb to know any better. So um, but once I got under the water, that was it. It was I was I was so hooked and um, you know, it 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 I, I without a doubt, it changed my life. It changed every part of what I, you know, where I was gonna go to and how I was gonna do things in my life and um It was amazing. um Once you yeah. see it, you, you can't unsee it and you got to figure out how to see more of it. So,
3: yep, that is exactly true. And I, I remember at, in Fort Pickens, I had my kids out there. We were cast netting offshore, but we were, you know, we were in the water, it dipped down fast, but you could feel the waves coming in, the current pushing you, like sand was moving under your feet. And uh, I got stung by a jellyfish in there. It didn't feel too good. <laughs>
2: no, okay. no
3: in there we were looking you know closer to the park there or uh, you know the military base um the older one we were you're we looking around all the rocks finding crabs and um all kinds of cool fish in there and we've seen a couple scuba divers out there and i was like man i gotta do this someday but uh never scuba dived out there yet but i did, did free diving yeah you got to man it's so cool
2: it's so cool um so that i guess that's my next question is is the you know obviously you're in the rivers you're in you know you're doing this recovery stuff you're doing the you know you're you're cleaning up you've got all these really neat things that are going on where do you find or do you find time to get in you know just a regular you know casual dive in you know do you get to go on vacation go diving somewhere or you know what do you, you you know what do you get to do
3: i went to jamaica about 4 years ago uh, i was going through a divorce had to get the kids out of town I went to Jamaica, and that was the, the, and that. was the furthest I've ever dove too. It's like uh, I dove 100 feet, saw a shipwreck, two airplanes, got stung by another jellyfish. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a common occurrence.
3: <laughs> but uh, that, but it was all cool and stuff. But I'm not a recreational diver. I like grabbing stuff. I'm a grabber picker. Um, it it is cool when and low visibility between like nothing to like five feet. When a big monster sturgeon bigger than you go <sighs> so fast. And they're not gonna hurt you, they're bottom feeders. They got but and you see snapping turtles, like uh yeah, close call, you go to reach for something, and also you see this big snapping turtle head next to your hand, and you're like <laughs> Nope. Yeah.
2: You can keep that one.
1: <laughs> what so about yeah, you, Jay?
3: Element of surprise keeps your heart going and makes you feel alive. Yeah, warms <laughs> you sure. up a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
2: So does peeing in your suit. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I do that like five times a dive. You know, this time of year when it's getting colder out and you know you're really working your butt off and you know you're trying to stay warm. Yeah. Where to
2: go
4: better okay. yeah, go. go.
2: Yep. What are you gonna do? Come out of the water? I mean it's too cold. It's not gonna I, happen.
3: <laughs> I gotta share my suit with somebody famous soon. I might have peed it in a few times. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: but jay do you get to do are you you know you get to do the recreational diving at all or still stuck on this i've just been in uh
4: uh lake lakes and rivers around here i haven't yeah. done anything i want to one of my bucket list things is go uh dive the great barrier reef in australia
2: <sighs> yeah that's a good bucket list to have that'd be cool yeah that's a real good one before it completely dies off yeah quickly happening so uh but now so we've got all of this stuff you're you're you know you've you you know you all just well let me get back to something real quick you kind of mentioned something and you said you're going to share your your dive suit with somebody famous here (laughs) who are you going to share your dive suit with now the inquiring minds want to know
1: well if if he needs it um
3: i gotta i'm thinking he has a he said he has a dive suit but I don't know if it'll be warm enough for where we're going. Um, i got a been talking with Charlie Behrens. He's an a actor, comedian all across the Midwest here. Actually, he goes to Vegas. He's he's all over the U.S. And uh, we've been in touch for the last couple of months. And uh, after he saw one of my dives in the Fox River. Uh-oh. What happened, Benny?
1: Timing. I
3: thought he shut that off. Oh, Hold back.
1: on a second.
3: All right, you back there?
1: There you are. There it is. I this on,
3: but uh, for some reason the call is coming through.
2: Yeah, it happens.
3: Uh, but okay, I don't know how much of that you heard, but uh, my my ringtone's Holy Diver. Perfect. So we're gonna go do this dive, and uh, it'll it'll be fun. And but uh, actually, that night that I'm going there, he's got he's got to do a show, uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. So I gotta get down there, make sure he's safe, do our dive, hope make sure we find some cool stuff, and uh maybe he'll let me in the show for the night. I don't know. But here uh, <laughs> right in case we get in the water, he's like, Oh man, it's freezing. I'm like, Well, you're wearing a three mil suit, you gotta be wearing a six mil suit. So yeah, I was like
4: three mil. So <laughs> oh
3: god, no,
4: no,
2: <laughs> that's not okay. Uh, yeah. Look, I
4: Sure I- it is when you got in. Have- <laughs> no, but it's uh,
3: fun. And social media. I love. I love Charlie Barron's Been watching his shows, the Manitowoc Minute, the Craves Cast. Like, just really cool guy. Just Midwest Center, fun. He's got. Uh, he's got his own line of beer, which is pretty dang good. And um, it, I've been working on trying to get with him. Uh, no, that's that's not a bad get with them. Been working on collaboration with him and you know, meet him uh, and it's finally happening, so I'm pretty excited. And uh, it's in, along with other um, popular uh, influencers, Ryan Rubel from Meanwhile, Wisconsin, Coots um, Lures, and just other people that I meet along the way, Dead Crab from Florida. That's cool as hell. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. You got to check out Dead Crab. He actually came into this documentary on us, but still not done yet, but he's in Florida, and he does fishing. There's all kinds of cool stuff down there.
2: Well, we'll, we'll certainly do that. You provide the intro. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll gladly do it. So <laughs> now, um, we were talking, you know, you, you get into this, you kind of, you know, you, this is your life. I mean, obviously, um, do you still fish? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, mean- I, I don't, you know, <laughs> oh! Dude, I've got, I, I got 20 fishing poles here. You know, I find a lot of fishing rods and reels, but right? Um, some, I, I, find the owners, some, I just give the kids and people donate stuff. We've got, we've got thousands of lures. If I have time to fish, I tend to dive and clean up. So that's kind of been my motto. You know, if I have time to be in the water, I'm going to be in the water. And he used to fish. He he I still do. Are you still fish? Yeah. But he has like, he has like a tree does trolling. He does all kinds of stuff. Like, um, uh, but I, I don't anymore.
2: That was, now that was the weird part. I, so I, I grew up obviously in the South and trolling is not something that I was accustomed to. Um, it wasn't until I got out to California and I was fishing with my, with my, uh, my grandfather out there and they, they troll for trout, rainbows mostly I had no idea what trolling was about. Um, and then I went to Maine and I didn't know what ice fishing was about either until I get there. Um, the two of those are just really a good way to sit down and drink a lot of alcohol.
3: (laughs) That's what happens.
2: (laughs) (laughs) As long as you're not driving, you'll be okay. Um, so, um, but you mentioned sturgeon. I mean, what's it like to see one of those kind of come by you?
3: It, it makes your heart skip a beat or two, but
4: you just, it, it depends on if you see them before they get (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,
3: suddenly just, you look to the side of you and you see them, it's like, whoa. Yeah. It's like a log passing your face going up river. And then when they get, when their tail hits you, it's about a tail like this big, probably. And then if you go to grab their tail, then they just like, they're so strong. It'll just thump. And it's so loud underwater, that thump that they'll get out of there really fast. And it's like, whoa, that's a lot of power. Jesus.
1: Oh, that's cool. As hell.
3: I, that's
2: I. That's on my bucket list of of fish to see. Um, fish,
3: pretty cool looking. They're kind of rough, rough
2: freshwater feeling. shark.
3: Yeah, they got freshwater shark. They don't teeth. They have, they, they just, just get teeth big sucker things in the bottom, like huge mouths that they're just sucking stuff up. Yeah.
1: So they're freaking dinosaurs.
3: Yeah. yeah And yeah, I've caught a. We've caught a like a five six footer. Be my son. And then um, I mean, you've grabbed a couple tails down there and you, it's no matter how hard you try to hold on to their tail, it's one, one little thump like that. You can't hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bucket list fish for me.
2: Not, I don't. And it, it's funny because I, I am a, I love to fish. Like I said, you know, and to catch one great, you know, it'd be cool. I just want to see one. I mean, that's like, that is the bucket list fish to see one of those things kind of float by and you're like. Us. Yep. <laughs> you know, I have up here to see one uh, you yeah. go on the Menominee side
4: of the river and they're, they got an observation deck where they fish off of and you can see them swim right underneath the deck
3: no way you know? yes yeah, All in. depends what time of year but yeah they're they're everywhere you, They sometimes they're jumping 4 or 5 feet out of the water you just hear a huge splash and, and there's big, big sturgeon just flying up jumping out of the water and landing back down Benny we're going
1: that sounds insane we're going i'm here for <laughs> we're going i'm done
2: so now oh so one of the things i meant to ask and we talked a little bit about beforehand was um one of your one of the the videos that i saw was a hardware store slash you know local bait and tackle shop type thing and um i'm a big fan of local bait and tackle right a lot of them <laughs> are know kind of dying off and you know you've got a lot of big box stores that are really not i mean the the point of the local bait and tackle shop is to go in and say hey where's a good place to fish you know where yeah. what should i use how should i go fish this area and unfortunately it doesn't i mean they're you know you walk into a box store and nobody there has that information
3: <laughs> yeah exactly
2: so you were at this i i i caught it and i thought it was the coolest place ever and it was like this half hardware store half local bait and tackle shop tell yeah. us about that place because it was super cool
3: so i had one of my followers um, um i'm trying i feel bad i can't remember his name but it was a it was a like a hanks hardware, Ace hard hanks hardware in two rivers wisconsin and our goal was to go down there and Uh, retrieve his magnet because he does magnet fishing uh, in his local boat launch. And uh, he's, he tries to get out bicycles and other snags. So people don't get uh, messed up on them. But uh, one of his magnets got hooked up on something and uh, we got called to go in there and uh, get his magnet. Uh, We ended up finding a wallet, which we got back to the owner right after the dive, we drove up to the next town, get the wallet back to the kid. Um, We found uh, four or five bikes pulled those out of there and there was actually one more bicycle stuck under there right where the guy's magnet was stuck was a huge piece of old metal that must have came from some kind of um, shoring or something but I couldn't budget I was like I could move it but there's another bicycle stuck under there Um, but we just yeah we got a lot of trash out of there it was a, phone, a couple phones I think it was that
4: that water barrier because they dredged out the they dredged out the uh, boat launch, so they put a barrier around, so they can drain the water and dredge it out. Oh, I think it was part of that wall left it down there that they didn't get out.
3: But it was a fun dive. We got the we got the going there, and actually during my, that dive, my dive flag broke, and um I, I bought another one from a shop, and he gave me like half off and stuff, and uh, it's it's pretty cool, pretty cool, neat shop, and they fed us too. They gave us uh, food for for lunch and.
2: Really nice people. Man, it's it's good to see that. It really is. I mean, and like I said, I don't get to watch a lot of stuff and but when I do, I kinda like enjoy it, you know, when when I do get a chance to and I enjoy seeing stuff like that. I, you know, it i I don't know, it just kind of makes you feel good that it, that, you know, the local bait and tackle with a hardware store, I mean, that's a that's a guy's shop when you walk in there, you know, and, and uh it's just really cool. You know, you you don't you don't have to good people,
3: right? So, really cool. yeah, just people that you, you trust and that you're glad to help. Yeah. Uh, and I've actually got um, one of the local bait shops here, more than bait, outdoor gear, everything. They donated a like a $1,400 kayak to me to help me clean up the rivers, you know, throw trash in, and stuff. Bicycles, tires, rims, all kinds of sandbags, whatever kind of trash that people are getting snagged on, I can throw in there. So they, um, we've been working together, um, Windrose North, Monami, Michigan. Yeah, that's the place. So they're really cool working with them. Um, but I can say on the other end, there's another local bait shop that doesn't want to be nice. They don't want to work with me. They're jealous or whatever, but I'm not going to say the name.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know, there's always going to be some haters, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. It so, happens. So that, all that means is you're doing something Right.
2: Right. Being an
1: entrepreneur, that's what we yeah, are. Yeah, it's, it's competition, I guess. It's competition.
4: And it's not like we don't uh, advertise for them and tell them, hey, if we don't have it, go yeah. go here and get it. We they do they, do they have it
3: in stock. Yeah, we yeah. do do that. Whenever we're selling, if we run out of stuff, which we do, we say, hey, there's, you can go to this shop over here, Marinette. You can go to this one over here, Menominee. Yeah, you can go to Walmart. We so. had their business
4: cards and handed them out to people, too. Yeah. Say, here, go here and shop for something.
3: So it's, it's, we try to do that. But then when you hear about rumors, you hear rumors coming out of certain places, and it's like, come on. It's like, I get accused of putting snags out in the water. I'm like, you can see in my videos, I'm cutting sandbags apart to get them out of the river so they're not snags. We're pulling bicycles out, we're pulling rims out, tires, all this kind of stuff. It's like,
2: who on earth would think that you're intentionally putting snags out? Really? Somebody that's jealous that wants to do what we do, but are too
4: afraid to do it. Yeah. My goodness.
2: Well, but, you know, haters are gonna
4: hate, right? Haters gonna hate. That's like a problem. don't worry about the haters' comments because you got so many positive ones. They just pummel, and, pummel them right in the yeah. Comments. Mm-hmm. yeah, So we don't have to do yes say a thing about it. Don't read the comments. <laughs> just don't well, read the
3: comments. I like like that's one of the things I love to do is stay engaged with my audience, but it, it's it. so hard. Like I. I was spending six to eight hours a day just trying to engage on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, keep engaged. And then now it's like, I can't even do that anymore. And I feel bad, but it's like, I got so much other work to do with marketing, advertising, um, merchandise, cleaning lures, cleaning bottles, diving, traveling. There's so much stuff to do, but it's like, I'm trying to stay focused to um, engaging with my uh, audience.
2: That's cool. I mean, like I said, you we we sent you something and uh you you replied to us and uh and i thought that was cool so you know hats Thanks. off to you man it's it's a tough job you know i get i get it being busy you know you got you got real life and then you got everything else behind it so um you know it's uh it's good to be able to talk you know i, I me and benny when we first kind of started talking about this and doing the podcast it was like you know we, we want to just talk to good people that was it you know we just want to have a good time and talk to really cool people. And this is one of those times we got to talk to some really cool people. So, um, thank you. Yeah. So you, how do you, obviously you sell your tackle, you, you know, you sell, you sell the lures, you sell the stuff, um, you give away, you know, you give back to the community, you're cleaning up all this stuff, but how do people say, I want to get, you know, I want a Rapala, whatever.
3: How do I go about doing that from y'all? So, we don't have every, every single lure in our stock on our website because we, we do local sales and we do it's just hard to manage inventory between local and online. I do have a lot of basic stuff on there uh, rip and wraps, uh, some um, stick baits like HJ 12 shallows deeps, HJ 10 shallow deeps, uh, blade baits. Edthediver.com is my website. Edthediver.com. the um, We also have a Frisbee Golf disc on there. That's a new thing for this year. We found like was it 180 or 280? 280 180 Frisbee golf disc and some of them like ten to fifty dollars a piece. Whoa. Yeah. So it's like that was in one hour or forty-five minutes we found that many. So and we didn't get them all because once you
4: stirred the bottom up, you couldn't see. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be grabbing in the mud and you'd have well, a stack of five or six of the frisbee discs in your hand.
3: Yep. <laughs> wow. The whole new market that opened up this year. So Next year, I'm going to be looking into going to more places to get those. But then, a lot of people have their names written on them, phone numbers, and you try to get them back to them, give them a chance.
2: That's cool. See, that's that's a cool thing. You're not just taking them for the sake of taking them,
4: right? We try to get a lot of a lot of stuff that we find. Try to get it back to their owners, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, the Apple watches, the i the iPhones, and all that stuff. Yep.
3: So, I, you- so these are some glasses. These are prescription glasses. I reposted a whole thing, but these are like a couple hundred dollar glasses. got to get it back to the owner. iPhone, another iPhone, uh, returned like five Apple watches this week. So how do you go about doing that? How do you find the people? uh, okay. So SIM cards on, and if you can't get the phone working again, after you dry it out with desiccants and stuff like that, then you go to the SIM card, plug it in. Like I have a burner phone that I found somebody donated to my channel. Um, Put in there, you find out the phone number, you call the phone number, or you look it up on cyber background check to get a name and an address. Um, like I have a degree in law enforcement, so I've learned all this investigative stuff when I was in <laughs> law training, but uh, it's, it's a lot of investigation work, detective work, and uh, that's kind of how it works. And then also with the Apple watches, when you go to shut them down, um, there, it, sometimes it'll say medical ID. You can swipe that over and it'll say their name age weight and then uh, emergency contact mom dad spouse you get then you find them like that too that's so, freaking cool that's awesome yeah. <laughs> that is cool. that's cool really cool I've been hung up on a few times and I you know will call somebody and say hey my name is Ed the diver and I, I found your so your blue uh or your your black uh, cell phone iPhone and uh, the such and such no way they hang up on me <laughs> trying to help you
2: <laughs> that's crazy that's absolutely nuts yeah yeah all right benny i've talked a lot i i feel bad i haven't given you an opportunity to,
1: to talk at all so oh, you're all good man after my week at work i'm
3: uh, roughly huh?
1: power dude i'm gonna be half asleep in the blind tomorrow morning but no, you're not <laughs> cinnamon rolls. So it's, it'll be fine. Yeah. Isn't the blind in your boat? Or no, maybe? we gotta, we gotta take the boat out and then, uh, we build, uh, build some blinds out in the marsh. So we've got, uh, six Aww. or seven different blinds that we could get in the morning. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool. So we'll drive out yep. there. Mikey's got a fresh batch of cinnamon rolls at home right now that he's making for us tomorrow morning and made from scratch. Oh, they're going to be good. Yeah. Huh.
2: Make some pretty killer cinnamon rolls. So awesome.
1: uh, So
2: um we talked about your website. How do people find you? What's your social medias?
3: So social media, I'm on um TikTok's the biggest channel, Ed the Diver. Um any channel, if you just type in Ed the Diver, you're gonna find me. Uh YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I'm even on Twitter, but only have like 185 followers on there. (laughs) Twitter. (laughs) But everything else, I I think I've got over from YouTube almost seven thousand. Then I have up to one hundred thirty thousand on TikTok.
2: Man, that's crazy! Do you ever they're, think that would happen? They're growing. All right, Jay. What about you? How do people get a hold of you? Through Ed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, like like you said, like he he works on the weekends and. You know, it's just good to have him here. Like he doesn't have to worry about all that stress. I do. Yeah, for sure.
4: I, I do I do a lot of the, the cleaning and rehooking of the lures for him it's, it's uh helping out and doing doing the all the stuff that he can while he's editing videos. I'm over here scrubbing stuff and doing whatever I can to help
3: out. So and he's over here reminding me whenever I'm like trying to edit a clip and the same voice is going over and over, and then he starts doing it and I'm like, No, quiet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what friends are for. Yeah. Make it difficult.
3: <laughs> well, what, what was that one last year where you, you were doing crankbaits? Crank, crank, yeah, crank yeah, crankbaits over and over again. It's just like, come on, man.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I've uh, seen some of the stuff where you're you're pulling off the fishing line, and I'm like, I do not have the patience for something like that. There is no way I would I'd look at that and I'm like, mm, nope. I will hire that out.
3: (laughs) Well, it's one of the things that kind of makes you sit still and makes you focus on one thing, so your mind's not just going everywhere else. And like, like the phone definitely, it really gets me going. Like, I'll i try to concentrate on one thing. One thing, then I'm doing forty things. The next thing, but with like lures or with diving, it's like you got to do the one thing because you don't want to get hurt, you don't want to get poked, or you know, get a hook your finger, hand. You got to concentrate on it. When's the
2: last time you had your tetanus shots updated?
3: Uh, two years ago. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty much date. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was when I was working, pulling a rusty bike out with needle like spokes on a tire, and I cut my finger, and I'm like,
1: yeah, I'm going to get a tetanus shot now.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably well, best no, that you do is that. is
1: good for what, five years? Something like
3: that? Yeah, something like that. Probably 10 for me, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Typically eight to 10 years. Oh man. All right, Benny, where are we at on time?
1: We're just a little bit over. Awesome. Yeah. Mm Awesome. Right on the mark.
2: Hey, not bad for being off for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Good show. Yeah. Um, Well, fellas, I cannot thank you enough for number one, for, you know, um, what you do, uh, how you do it. You know, the cleanup is important. Um, you know I've, I've i grew up in a really small town that you know you're in the river you're in the creeks you're whatever and you know i've seen people step on glass and you know oh, yeah. and that's the that's the worst and i mean um so just from that perspective obviously it you know it goes a lot further than that having clean waterways and you know um you know having a, a a good place to fish and you know all of that stuff is really really awesome so thank you both so very much even though you're nuts for doing it and Cold, cold water. <laughs> um, but uh thanks for what y'all do. Um appreciate it. Yeah, man. It it is it, you know, it's so important. Um and and it's unique that you took the time to do it and you found something that you could do and that you're so dedicated to it. It's 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 just so important. And uh so we appreciate that. But more importantly, I'm I'm so glad that y'all came on and I got an opportunity to talk to both of you. Uh this made you know, this, this made my week, this made, you know, this made me, made me feel good after a couple of, you know, rough, you know, rough goes of it, man. I was, I was looking forward to this. Uh, so awesome. um, yeah, man, y'all, um y'all keep doing what you do. Um, And if we can help you in any way uh, in any facet, please reach out. We'd love to, you know, work with you again and, and, you know, help you in any way. Cause this is important.
3: This is super important. We just need you to come up here to dive with us. And then I might
1: keep you here for a little while. <laughs> there
2: you go. Uh, I, well, I and I'll think about it. August. Like, when? when's it, like, really hot there? August, you said? Never. Yeah, But, yeah.
3: <laughs> but then the water's turned on green in some spots. But well, they're pretty good here. In the <laughs> I'll
2: come when it's hot.
3: All right. <laughs> Thank you very much for having us. Really appreciate it. Great show. Hopefully you uh hopefully have continued success with it and yeah. get famous on here someday.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> All you right, might, man, you got anything? Oh, oh go ahead, Jay. Famous
4: right here. So <laughs> what was that? I missed it. You might have a prequel to somebody that's famous when we get when we get famous, then you say, hey, I had these guys on my podcast.
2: I knew this guy win. <laughs> um yeah y'all are awesome man thanks so much this has been um, i'm smiling from ear to ear it it's been a good good conversation so and it's it's too cool um benny what you got sir that's about all
1: i got guys um yeah just i mean thank you for your time uh it's super important what you guys are doing and we appreciate you taking some time out of that to talk with us and share that message on a different platform from what you guys normally do and um keep having each other's backs and stay safe in the water and keep doing what you're doing all right,
3: man. Appreciate right. it. Yep. Thank you very much. Nice meeting you both tonight. Yep. For sure. see you
1: guys. Appreciate it.
3: See ya. Thanks. See you.
0: You've been listening to the hunting quest. No matter how crazy high tech or lazy, the rest of the country gets, we will always be hunting and fishing. If that's you, you've found your new family. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. Reach out to us by email at info at and check us out on Instagram and YouTube at The Hunting Quest. See you next time.